It's time for the Video Marketing Value Podcast. This is the podcast where we help marketers and business owners just like you get more value out of your video marketing efforts. My name is Dane Golden from VidiUp and VigTarget. And with my co-host, she's my new co-host. She's R-E-N-E-T-E-L-E-Y, Renee Teeley from Video Explained. Welcome, Renee. Hello. I love the introduction. And now people know how to spell my name correctly. <laughs> I don't think they actually understood it. I, I'm going to say it again. R-E-N-E-T-E-L-E-Y. <laughs> and if they didn't before, now they do. So it's really great that you've joined me as a co-host of the podcast because, you know, it's 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 tough running the show all by myself. You're an experienced hand. And today we wanted to talk about pet PR pet peeves uh, about video marketing, things we would like to change about the video marketing uh, techniques and so forth. Does that work for you, Renee? Absolutely. Let's talk about pet peeves. All right. So mine are mostly with YouTube because I work almost exclusively with YouTube. You have a broader palette than I do. But um, my first pet peeve is videos on YouTube where the, for businesses where the subject doesn't look at the camera. And you know, Renee, that I really am an advocate of looking at the camera. The challenge is, of course, a lot of business videos, corporate videos, they're it's an interviewer talking to the subject, right? Yes. So I found that um, the the closer you look to the camera, the more you're connecting with your audience. And so sometimes I have seen business videos where someone is off camera and so the subject is looking a little bit off camera. But I think it's intentional because it's supposed to look like a conversation between two people and the camera is like the third person that's listening in. Yes. And I think that that's great on Ken Burns documentaries, which I love, but I'm not watching Ken Burns on YouTube. So I don't agree. I think there's tools like the iDirect, E-Y-E-D-I-R-E-C-T, that you can use. Or you can just use a teleprompter on an iPhone and get people to look through the transparency of the camera. So I feel that that is an outdated approach. I know you don't entirely agree, Renee, in some cases, but I am 100% belief that YouTube videos, the business person should look at the camera. Yeah, so I 100% I agree when it's one person on on camera and it's supposed to be one person just having that conversation with their audience. Um, I feel like there's a place for it when it's more of an interview style of video and the the person who's interviewing them is, is off camera. Um, I'd love to hear just a little bit more about what is iDirect? What oh, is it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, <laughs> it's a tool. It's a sideways periscope. If you remember the periscopes you had when you were a kid? Yes. And so what this does is it's sideways so that – the, the with using mirrors, the interviewee looks directly at the interviewer that's behind the camera, but they appear to be looking through the camera. Oh, weird. I would love to try this out. That sounds very intriguing. Yes, so it's uh, it's not a totally cheap item. If you're a you know regular producer, you can 
um, buy one, it's like a thousand dollars. But if you know, a lot of production companies are always renting equipment, and I've done it before. They you know ship you stuff overnight in a big what is it a Pelican case, mm-hmm. and and that's what they do with these. A lot of companies rent them, and they're you know a few hundred dollars a day. Yeah, interesting. Um, I also like that you brought up teleprompting apps, and I use teleprompters. Um, so I use a teleprompter at, at in my home studio, but then I also use an app called Big View, which is for the iPhone. And one of the things that I love about Big View is that um, the words that appear are closest to the uh, the camera on your phone. So um, so it it is getting your eye line as close to the camera as possible as opposed to other parts of the screen on the iPhone. And so it, it, it basically is helping to do what you're asking for, which is to get the person actually talking directly to the camera. Yeah, it's just very simple. My opinion is that if you're uh, doing a video for a business, uh, you are the most important salesperson for that business at any given time. And if you're not looking at the camera, it's sort of like as a salesperson, if you walked into a customer's office and looked over their shoulder, it's rude. <laughs> so look at them. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. All right. So my my pet peeve, um, the first one I ta- want to talk about here is this one has come up a lot recently. So my pet peeve right now is when people say you need to be on TikTok. <laughs> I have heard so many people recently just say that everybody needs to be on TikTok. If you're not on TikTok, you know, you're 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 missing out. And I think I disagree with that. I think that there's um, there's a place for it. There's there's definitely certain people that should be on TikTok, but not everybody needs to be on TikTok. You need to be where your audience is. And so for me, I primarily focus on on B two B tech companies and and sort of a, a you know an older demographic. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to do a lot of business on TikTok, so I don't know that I need to be there and that I'm missing out. Okay, well, I didn't know you were going to say this, but I'm going to say something that may potentially controversial because I'm going to say I will never do business on TikTok, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Because um, it is an unsafe uh, platform. We complain so much, oh, Facebook's got a lot of your data or whatever, but TikTok um, companies that are um, based in China um, have been demonstrated to be not very good with your data. And I tell you, I used to work for the federal government and my uh, data at the office of personnel was hacked, including 300 million other people. And basically they stole all some very private data from the U S government. That was like five, seven years ago. Now, now fast forward to today, Chinese companies, are basically very strongly influenced by their governments. And I just think, you know, a country that's not that good with human rights, I don't want to give them my data of what location I'm at, where I've been acting. You're upset about the data sharing with Facebook. Get ready, because it's going to be a lot bigger challenge with a strongly influenced Chinese company that is going to have all your data, all your kids' data, where you've been, what you've been doing, I just say no. And that I don't think that that is being, um, I don't think it's an unfair criticism. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think there's there's two issues at play. So one is people saying you need to be on TikTok for business reasons and, and things like that. So I, I, I don't agree that you that everybody should be on on TikTok, even even privacy concerns aside. Um, but yes, there's absolutely privacy concerns. I mean, TikTok has already been sued for collecting uh, information on on minors um, and then also storing information about people on Chinese servers. And so and I know the, the military just went through a ban with TikTok in terms of, you know, banning um military personnel from having TikTok on military phones and discouraging them from having it on their personal phones. And so I think there's some interesting things that are happening in that space. And I think it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that, how that plays out and, and you know, what happens with TikTok. Yeah. Um, but I don't believe that, that everybody needs to be there even for marketing reasons, privacy stuff aside. Well, I'm, I'm okay with other people being there. I will never be there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my pet peeve is videos where the subject is too small in the frame. Most people are on mobile phones, right, Renee, when they're looking at YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if they're not on a mobile phone, it's kind of awkward if someone is a little too far away. So the closer that you can be to the camera, and, and um, I think the better connection that you're going to have with your audience. I sort of think of like a, I don't have a really good term for this. I don't like to use terms that, that, um, associate with parts of the body, but I like to say chest up. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to say a part of the body, but <laughs> somewhere above where it starts to slope out, that's the part where you should be above. <laughs> yes. I, um, the way that I do this is, uh, I usually wear some type of branded shirt. Yes. And so I try to get whatever's on my shirt in frame and, okay. but, and then not have a lot of headspace. But if you can do nice tight shots, uh, you just have a better connection with your audience. Like it's more believable. People can see the micro expressions on your face, but in, unless you have a reason to show more of the background, you shouldn't. People are like, not. Unless, Unless you want that space for like text or animation and, and different things like that. Right. So what on to you? On to me. So so my next pet peeve, I see this a lot on YouTube right now for ads, is when people are showing themselves standing next to a Lamborghini or a Ferrari that I feel is probably rented. And they're standing next to the Lamborghini and they're talking about how they're gonna teach you how to make millions. And I've done this before um, where I have um, Googled the person's name and there is no social proof about this person. So I have no idea what they've actually done in their own business. But it seems it's like a new trend that's happening right now. And I can't stand those ads. <laughs> I'll tell you what I do is if like I'm at a coffee shop or something in San Francisco if I'm visiting San Francisco again, I used to live there and I see some, you know, someone has like a Lamborghini or a Ferrari or something like that. That's, that's parked on the street outside. Mm -hmm. I will go out there to the, to the car and then I will look at my, look at my phone, look at my watch, and then I will look at the meter and then I'll put my credit card in the meter and then I'll, walk back into the coffee shop. 
and say nothing. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, so you're basically paying for their parking. I don't actually you... pay, but I just, okay. I just, um, I pretend that it's mine, but I don't really want to talk about it. It's just one of the many details I have to do with my life is yep. put money in the meter for my Lamborghini. That reminds me of the Friends episode where Joey pretends that he has. I think it might be a it's Lamborghini. It's always back to Joey with it's, you. Yes, he's he's my favorite. So yeah, there's an episode where he pretends that he has a that he's the owner yes. of a Lamborghini. Officially, uh, uh, originally it's an actual car that's there, and eventually he just piles up a bunch of boxes and puts um, a car cover over yes. the top of it. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. So, um, uh, when I, um, get back out of my Lamborghini and back to video marketing, one of my pet peeves is when people don't say you at the beginning of the video. So we did the study with TubeBuddy that found, we looked at 30,000 videos to see if the word you saying the word you at the first few seconds of a video made your video do better. And it did, you would get 66% more views on average. If you said the word you or a word like it, your like yourself or yours or y'all <laughs> in the first five seconds. And the reason is, I believe is because when you say the word you right at the front, people say, Oh, this video subconsciously, they're saying, Oh, this video is to help me with something relevant to my life and they will watch longer and videos that get watched longer get served up more for more people to see and thus it resulted in more views. So that's why I always say, you know, look at the camera and say the word you in the first five seconds of the video. So is this one a, is this a pet peeve or just a recommendation? It's a pet like, peeve when people don't say you. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they definitely should be. Um, all right. So my, my next pet peeve is when the video doesn't deliver on the promise stated in the title. Oh, that's so I'm gonna a really good one. So I'm going to give you an example. So I, I recently bought an Osmo mobile three. It's a oh. gimbal for an, for an iPhone. Um, I had the Osmo mobile two, so I'm familiar with the gimbal, but I'm learning, uh, you know, about the different features of the, of the newest version. So I watched a video that was titled activation, uh, Osmo mobile three activation and balancing. And I was specifically watching it to learn about the balancing part of it. Cause I wanted to see this in action and the video didn't show balancing the camera on the gimbal at all. Mm -hmm. So I watched that video for no reason. I was fast forwarding through it, trying to figure out where's the balancing part. Turns out it never happened. So big pet peeve is not delivering on the promise stated in the video. I and think you're wasting my time. <laughs> and by, by the way, you know, promising something and not delivering actually hurts your video because as Renee was saying, she was fast forwarding through and that made it actually a shorter watch time. And the shorter the watch time, or if somebody clicks off entirely, that will rank your video lower. You want people to watch longer and you do that by delivering on what you promised. Not only does it hurt your video, but I think in general it hurts your channel too because I won't subscribe to that channel. So they they lost my trust at the very first video. Right, right. I mean, I, I sort of tell clients that 
each channel has a GPA. You just don't know exactly what it is. And each video is a class that contributes to that GPA. Just like in school, you have a bad grade in a class that's going to hurt you from getting into college or whatever. And the same thing with YouTube is that each video, each successive video that someone declines to watch or clicks off or watches for a little bit, even if they haven't subscribed, that will lower your ranking as a channel and overall hurt new videos that come up. Yes, absolutely. Um, on to me, people who don't prioritize the customer uh, and their problem. So when a video is just about the business and doesn't really address what problem the customer wants to solve. It's just, we've got great features, we've got great you know, options, whatever the thing is, I don't care. I have a problem. If you want to help me fix it, that's great. And if you don't, I'm on to something else. Yeah, so this is, this is a great one. Like, this is such a good topic. I think this is, uh, I've seen a lot of companies do this in video. And I think that it's, um, a systemic problem at companies in general. So not even just in their video content, but companies really should be taking a customer centric approach because it's good for business. Yes. Yep. All right. So my next one is, uh, this sort of ties to the first one that I mentioned, but, um, one of my pet peeves is especially when marketers say this, but when people say you need to do X, Y, and Z, whatever it is, you need to do that or you will be left behind. Go on TikTok. Yeah. Go on TikTok or you're going to be left behind. But left behind from what? <laughs> like <laughs> you don't you don't necessarily need to follow the crowd and do the same thing that everyone else is doing. I think if you're not successful with your business, then yes, there's other things you need to look at. But if you are successful with your business, I don't think that because you're not doing one specific thing, you're getting left behind. That's a good point. That's a good point. And uh, my last uh, uh, pet peeve is videos where they don't get to the point quickly. We're all very impatient. I mean, in the in the amount of time I said to said the word impatient, um, people can get impatient. So. If you don't get to the point quickly in a video, people move on. Even even videos that promise something, like Renee's video that promised to tell her one thing, she wasn't going to keep watching through all the blah, blah, blah of stuff she didn't want. So she looked for it because she had been promised it. She didn't uh, get it, so she left. So if you're going to promise something in the thumbnail, in the title of a YouTube video, get to the point. And you don't have to do the whole thing right from scratch, but at least tease it at the beginning. What we do is we make sure we have a lower third text or text on screen that repeats what was actually in the title or some version, some keyword within it, some short thing to say, yes, you're in the right place, don't leave. And then we show a clip of what you're going to be doing or be learning. So we're going to be showing you how to do this. And here we go. And the, the videos that get to the point quickly are the ones that people watch. Man, this is such a good one. I I love this one so much because uh, I watch a lot of videos and, and people I want people to get to the point faster so that I can get that critical information. 
And I like the videos where people take sort of the same journalistic approach that a lot of newspapers take, which is you put the important information up front. And then you can add more information after that and, and keep people's attention, but put the most important information at the beginning. Give them what they want. That's why they're there. <laughs> that is Renee Teeley. If you want to spell it, it's R-E-N-E-T-E-L-E-Y. Thank you, Renee, for doing this podcast with me. Thank you. This is fun talking about pet peeves. <laughs> it's great. And my name is Dane Golden. And I want to thank you, the listener, for joining us today. I want to invite you to review us on Apple Podcasts or the app you're currently using right on your phone right now. Because this helps us get more people to find out about us so we, they can reach even more people. We do these podcasts, Renee and I and our YouTube videos and our speaking events and all our other projects because we love helping businesses like yours do YouTube and video marketing better. Until next week, here's to helping you help your customers through video. Bye.